You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast. Starring Dave Schilling, Brad Doherty, Hot Rod Williams, Joey Devine, Campy Russell, Bingo Smith, that's his name oh Sean Keen, Austin Musical guest, the Lumineers, and now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, your temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine, and I'm here with my good friend, once again, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Um... A lot of, lot of news happened this week, it feels like. It's an, uh, an incredible amount. We predicted there was going to be news, and then there was a lot of news. Mm-hmm. Um, We're psychic. We're <laughs> the most clairvoyant NBA podcast that exists. Um, so should we just get straight to the news? Actually, first off, as mm-hmm. always, please follow us on Twitter at RoundRockPod. Uh, email us at RoundRockPod at gmail.com. And um, give us five-star reviews on iTunes. Is that all our business? That's all our business, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're still naming fantasy teams. Oh, we owe Uh, two fantasy basketball team names. We know this. I think they'll actually have their fantasy names maybe as soon as this podcast is up, too. Oh, great. I have a a list I just haven't uh, sent out yet. Good job, Sean. I forgot about that. I forgot I made the list, so um, we love our fans. <laughs> we do love our fans. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Um, all right, our top story. Well, let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, our top story this week is, of course, everyone in the basketball community is buzzing about it, is uh, J.R. Smith wrote a children's book with his brother, Chris Smith. Oh, yes. Uh, his brother, who I believe was on a Knicks summer league team. I believe he was straight up on the Knicks one time. Oh, wow. They signed him. Remember when they were the Knicks were like run by CAA? Everyone was mad that they signed Chris Smith to like a... They cut, like, an actual player to sign Chris Smith, I believe. I'm sure that happened. Um, oh, he got hurt. He did sign with the Knicks, and he cost them somebody. 
but uh, he got hurt in Summer League. And then he played two games on the, the legendary 2013-14 New York Knicks. Very cool. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, the book is called Hoopsmiths. I mean, it just feels like as if they're like medieval uh, like basketball court makers. That's what <laughs> Hoopsmiths sounds like to me. Um, here's the summary of the book, Sean. Uh, JR and Chris both have dreams of playing in the NBA, but they quickly realize they can't do it alone. Join these two brothers on their quest of commitment as they learn the value of teamwork and work toward achieving their ultimate goal. They, do you think J.R. Smith quickly learned he couldn't do it alone? Or do uh, you think it maybe took a, some time and maybe four or five different teams and maybe even a small stretch of playing internationally? Well, my question was going to be, do you think J.R. Smith has... Uh, learned commitment yet uh, like if lebron's there next to him maybe because i mean he certainly has not oh i guess he did finally get married last season i forgot that was oh like he a is married yeah, wow yeah. and he talked about the value of commitment actually when he married that woman so my bad jr uh, didn't he didn't he commit to uh the bloods crimes he well, he, yeah, he definitely crimes. committed to crimes. Did he Did he actually join an L.A. street gang, even though he's from suburban New Jersey? I don't know if he joined it, but he's okay. affiliated <laughs> to a gang. I don't know if it's the Bloods. He um, uses K's instead of C's, so I think it's the Bloods. Yeah. Right? Okay. I think so. Um, has I JR... mean, that's the ultimate team, right? <clears throat> the Bloods? Uh, I mean, wouldn't you say, like, the Cosa Nostra are they above the bloods? Yeah, they that is they have their thing. What if J.R. Uh, Smith I, joined the Cosa Nostra? My god. I is the Yakuza? Is that like a more ultimate team? I don't know if they have as much teamwork. They might have the most commitment though. I mean, he certainly has the tattoos for the Yakuza. <laughs> well, that'll be the sequel to Hoopsmiths or maybe the Japanese translation. When he becomes a Ronin. All right. Our next story, and obviously the true top story, uh -huh. um, Kawhi Leonard laughs weird. <laughs> it's weird that he's been – he was drafted in 2011. Yeah. So, and this is the first time anyone's heard his laugh, and it makes sense that no one's heard it yet. Uh, it is truly unsettling. It is like the laugh that you would hear from, like, you know that, you know in the movie Saw, that dummy thing that, like, rides a unicycle? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Steph like, Curry's Halloween costume. Yeah, it's like uh, you would expect the laugh to come out of that, not Kawhi Leonard. It, it sounds like a laugh. Uh, it's almost like a cartoon where the part of him that laughed had died. But it still needs to be, like, oiled up and loosened up so a true laugh can come in. <laughs> His eyes look so dead when he's laughing, too. Yeah. He is he not laughing on the outside. I'm, I mean, on the inside. He's like that man from that joke. It's like he went to the doctor to talk about how depressed he was. And the doctor was like, well, Kawhi Leonard's in town. Uh-huh. Go see he's him. Like, and then he's like, I am Kawhi Leonard. I'm Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's troubling. It actually makes me revise my Raptors prediction a little bit. I was going to make because, that same joke. Like, the team's got to be more serious now because you don't want to joke around because then, like, a ghost will emerge from Kawhi Leonard's throat. <laughs> I, I guess we should play it right? you should play it you should even maybe go back and insert it a few times yeah whatever i mean oh well let's hear it again i'm gonna have played it in the front but let's hear it again i'm always in traffic with the lane expert you know this type of person constantly re-evaluating their lane choice <laughs> <laughs> It's always a little bit ahead of you, 
Can I get in over there? Can I get ahead of you? Can I get in there? Yeah, come on over here, pal. We're zooming over here. I think the ultimate psychological test of traffic is the total dead stop. Not even rolling. And you look out the window, you can see gum. <laughs> but we know that in the future, traffic will get even worse than that. I mean, what will happen? Will it start moving backwards, I wonder? I mean, is that possible? That someday we'll be going, boy, this is some really bad traffic now. I'm going to try and get off and get back on going the other way. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. Um, All right. Our next story, Sean, Space Space Jam 2 has a poster. Yeah, the the great marketing efforts from uh, our team at at Team LeBron. Spring Hill Entertainment. Spring Hill Entertainment. Sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Why is it called Spring Hill? I don't know. Did he go to the – what was his high school team? The Oak Hill Academy? No, he went to no, Saint. No, he went to like, anyway. Saint Mary, Saint Vincent, Saint yeah. Mary. All right, I don't know what I'm talking about then. Uh, yeah, so Space Jam has a poster. I mean, always important to start with that with a movie. Uh, the producer is Ryan is Ryan Kogler, who made Kogler. Uh, Kogler, who made uh, Black Panther and uh, Fruitvale Station mm-hmm. and Creed, uh, the yeah. the prequel to the Stallone movie, um, and they have a director who is Terrence Nance. I was not aware of his uh, earlier movie, but I have seen Random Acts of Flyness on HBO, which is uh, his show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, he's uh, he does a lot of stuff that has animation in it. So, I mean, that might be kind of uh, the approach. I don't know. I think that show's good. Uh, but it does feel like maybe it is more HBO synergy. Uh, because Jon Stewart was on The Shop. Right. And um, also, weirdly, Tristan Thompson is going to be on that new camping show. And uh, I believe that uh, Anthony Davis signed with Clutch Sports because he, he wants to be on Animals. We should talk about that. Fuck Space Jam 2. <laughs> I want to talk about what does it mean that Anthony Davis signed with uh, Clutch Sports? Um, you know, I don't know if it necessarily means anything because didn't John Wall sign with Clutch Sports and then sign a Supermax? Yes. I think he just wants to like be in stuff. I I wonder if like it does it doesn't seem to have He I mean, should all the not guys want to were... be in stuff. I'm gonna say this for Oh Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. <laughs> I'm playing the NBA two K my player currently uh-huh. and uh Anthony Davis is in it a lot. Uh-huh. And uh, not good. He's not. There's a point where Anthony Davis plays a prank on your player, and you go uh-huh. to the barber shop, and they draw a unibrow on you, and then your player gets all mad, and Anthony Davis goes, "Just chill, bro. We're playing. It's just a prank." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's that stardom right there. Yeah. Um, Anthony Davis is better off. Ne- being like more kawaii i think just yeah. never talking just looking crazy and doing big uh big di- big time plays <laughs> i mean he could probably be an uncle drew too if they decide to at any point cast uh young actors as fake old guys instead of guys who are actually well, old now that he's with clutch sports he definitely can't be an uncle drew too though that's like oh a... right because that's the en- that's an enemy production so he's maybe hoping for space jam too i mean he is anthony davis is the most obvious monster in the league yeah right now. i don't i don't mean that to be uh demeaning but it's a little demeaning but yeah he's no, but if you're drawing a... a cartoon yeah Monster. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's easy it's to not... be like this one has a unibrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It's it's easy shorthand for uh, yeah. Even though there is a lot of talk about him being, you know, dissatisfied with New Orleans and maybe wanting a trade, um, I kind of feel like if New Orleans is going to offer him a supermax, he's going to sign a supermax, just because it's so much money. It is so much money. I now I could I could see maybe New Orleans not being like ready to financially commit that way 
But I don't think he's going to ask out if that's still on the table. Did is Tom Benson died, right? Um, Or he's dying. He's really old, and he was in a battle for, like, uh, I think I think they were – oh, no, he, he did die. He died. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what those kids want yeah, out exactly. of the Pelicans because he didn't care about the Pelicans. Yeah, he cared about the city of New Orleans. Right, which is admirable to spend as much money as he did to just keep a basketball team there, but – yeah. She's the only uh, woman who's the majority owner of an NFL and NBA team. So, so the NBA has two majority women now. Because uh, Jeannie is also the majority. Oh, owner I don't of think the she's Lakers. the. I don't think she's the majority. Well, maybe she is. I'm she's the president. Sure she is. Yeah, but she just doesn't. She doesn't own over fifty percent of the Lakers, does she? No, I think the kids each own whatever percent. But yeah, yeah, the yeah. buses are. The majority owners, and she's in charge of the buses. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Anthony Davis signing with Clutch Sports. I wonder if he I, – I actually just don't know if um, agents charge different percentages at different organizations or if it's, like, standard across the board. I wonder if, like, he's maybe saving – keeping a little more money on his next contract with this move. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know either – Let's let's see if we can guess the five monsters though, Sean. This should oh, be great. easy, okay. right? Okay. Anthony so Davis got... for sure. Anthony Davis is absolutely going to be a monster. I kind of think uh as as polarizing as he is, I think there's gonna be a Lonzo monster. Oh, interesting. Yeah, just They should write a Lavar monster. Lavar oh Lonzo. Like, like the Monstars have an extra Monstar dad that's around there. But, like, what would they steal? He doesn't really have any talent, you know? True. I mean, marketing. Um, I mean, I think that Dirk Nowitzki would be an ideal Monstar, but I don't, think he's in, I don't think he's interested either. Yeah. Um, I, they need a small one. Who's the small guy? It's not going to be Isaiah Thomas yeah, anymore. Yeah, because he and LeBron don't get along. I mean, you. I kind of think like maybe Curry, but he's almost too big to be a monster. I it could be Curry. I mean, it also, frankly, could be Kyrie. Actually, I know I made that joke about how they're enemies earlier, but both LeBron, LeBron doesn't and have any Kyrie life left making not... money. I think this offseason proved that LeBron does not have any enemies in the NBA anymore. <laughs> like Draymond's on the shop. Uh, Rondo and Lance all signed with them. It's like Ennis Cantor's his only nemesis now. Oh, I bet Draymond's a monster, actually. Draymond is definitely positioning himself to be a monster. Draymond for and then sure you can is have, a monster. And then, then, then like a monster can kick someone in the groin. And uh, also Draymond, I think, is probably – less terrible of an actor than most guys although yeah. probably terrible still oh for sure so so we think we think anthony davis and draymond um i you know what i'm going all clutch i bet john wall's the small guy oh well that makes a lot of sense actually <laughs> who are other so it's all it's an all guys? clutch sports that's thing? actually i bet that's how what's gonna happen hold on let's see clutch sports clients uh eric bledsoe i don't think i don't think there's enough like is that like he's just gonna be in a hair salon when the aliens come okay here we go lebron james anthony davis tristan thompson jr smith eric bledsoe norris cole Corey joseph trey lyles ben mclemore they do not ben have good... great signing <laughs> costa kufos Kentavious caldwell pope John Wall, Montrez Harrell. Oh, Ben Simmons. There's your other monster. Ben Simmons, Dejounte so Murray, da Shabazz Muhammad. So you think? So so we're saying right now: Wall, Davis, Simmons, Draymond, and uh, more. I mean, the Morris twins that, don't. Really that's care. what I was gonna say. I you I think, could see them doing the Morris twins. Yeah. Twin monsters. 
That's I mean, pretty... they're like real life monsters, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is supposed to be bullies. Um, you know what would be like the funniest version of it, though? It's just straight up the Ubuntu uh, Celtics. Oh, that would be hilarious. And it's just LeBron beating them again. <laughs> in cinematic form. And then you could have like Doc Rivers get his talent stolen by the alien coach. Which would just be so great to have like a little Monsters. cartoon Doc Rivers. <laughs> Monsters! We gotta help this guy imprison LeBron James and make him play in an amusement park and lose to children for the rest of his life. Alright, we've gone long on Space Jam too. Let's... I kinda wanna Tibbs. Too. I would love Tibbs to be the one search well, he also might have something some free time. Speaking of Tibbs, uh that is our actual story. Sean, do you want to walk us through this Jimmy Butler story? Yeah, so um basically this kind of so there's there's been reporting like either way that Jimmy Butler's been upset about well, here, here's, let's just go through. Jimmy Butler demanded a trade. Yes. Uh, basically, one week ago, he had a meeting with uh, Thibodeau. As we discussed, the media inaccurately reported that that meeting would take place on Monday when it actually took place on Tuesday. Oh, Shame on you. Hashtag fake, fake news. news. Uh, and then he listed three teams on his trade list, the Brooklyn Nets, the LA Clippers, and the New York Knicks. Uh, these teams, what do they have in common? They are big markets that have the possibility of awarding two maximum salary deals next summer. Uh, also, coincidentally, the three teams that have probably been burned the most by trading away first-round picks in the last 10 years or so. Um, and the lingering rumor is that he wants to team up with either Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard, who are both free agents. Mm -hmm. uh, Joey, do you buy this? Uh, Yeah. I mean, because this rumor was going before Butler demanded a trade that he wanted to team up with Kyrie on the Knicks. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know why I wouldn't buy it. Uh, do you think this is a good idea for one of these three teams, too? Uh, I mean, I think it depends how much. It seems like Jimmy Butler is going to be very cheap to get, right? Well, he wants it. Oh, oh, in a trade? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the wolves have no leverage here. Yeah, I mean, all the stories that are coming out about um, Tom Thibodeau refusing to trade him, and then I mean, the problem is the owners like cut his legs out. I'm kind of not. There's a lot of stories that are coming out now about how Tom Thibodeau is like freaking out and defying the owner and refusing to trade Jimmy Butler. And I think that's like, even if he didn't believe that he'd have to act like he did. Yeah. Because I mean, you have to act like you're reluctant to trade this guy. I do think Thibodeau thought he could fix this. And then yesterday was the end of that. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably right. But also like, um, you know, I, I think that's probably what he should like. Like, why give up on Jimmy Butler until it's, like, absolutely – I mean, the, t the team is screwed if they get rid of Jimmy Butler well, for this Well, especially day. if they lose this next year, Tibbs is getting yeah. fired. Yeah, so let's let's just go through what, like, sort of the, the course of this is Jimmy Butler has, you know, what's basically critiquing – Towns and Wiggins the whole season. He didn't fly back with the team after they lost in the playoffs. He just flew back to L.A. by himself. He's kind of been out of touch. Um, but what sounds like happened is that Carl Anthony Towns forced his hand by refusing to sign his own max extension if Jimmy was still around. The social media rumor, again, just a rumor, allegedly, is that Jimmy may have uh, had a relationship with Kat's girl. Uh, basically, the idea has to do with a lot of Instagram sleuthing, mm -hmm. some unfollows, and then his refusal to sign his uh, rookie extension. Um, basically, the reason this is a big deal is that Jimmy Butler 
needs to get traded now, basically, to preserve his bird rights because he can get five years and 190 with a team uh, if he has his bird rights. If not, that money goes down to 141. So that's 49 million dollars. That's a lot. Um, Which the Wolves should be playing that more, frankly. Like, right, right, exactly, exactly. Well, I mean, that's that makes sense for Tom Thibodeau because, yeah, like, like, exactly, like, like he needs to get traded At to preserve that. At a certain point, I think one of these teams is just gonna have to like not be held hostage here. You know what I mean? Because this is right, gonna right, keep right. happening. One of these teams is just gonna have to suck it up and say, "I'm not trading you," and I'm not playing you you're gonna sit out the year and uh sorry about your 50 million dollars not yeah. that i'm on the side not that i'm a dunked on uh side <laughs> of the front office i'm on the side of the players but like it just feels well, yeah. like that's what we're careening towards right yeah and i you know i have some sympathy for jimmy butler because he when the bulls traded him away he lost his chance at even more money with the supermax so, you know, I his position makes sense. I maybe think he didn't necessarily want to be traded, though. Like, I'm sure he's unhappy, but Jimmy Butler, like, complains about shit all the time. Right. You know, he was complaining in Chicago. So, uh, anyway, the, so you asked, are people going to make fun of Carl Anthony Towns about this forever? Mm-hmm. And I think probably they will i think they probably will until he like does something more memorable than you know allegedly getting cucked i do think that's gonna be pretty high uh however this is actually a good time to read the email we got from my wolves fan last week by the way oh please we asked for wolves fans uh takes on the cat versus jimmy thing and andrew baumgart wrote us an email saying you asked for opinions from T wolves fans on Butler versus towns. I am pro towns, but also attend to uh, tend to agree with Sean that towns hasn't really done anything in the league. And his biggest thing is getting drafted. Number one, the problem with the wolves pre Butler is they were building around young AAU diva robots who play stats inspired basketball. That doesn't lead to wins. Towns doesn't play defense. And while he's efficient offensively, His offense generally doesn't consistently translate to wins. Jimmy and the Vets were always bailing out the young players, and when Jimmy was out, the team instantly reverted back to being a wet noodle sub-500 team. So, for on-court reasons, I feel like I should be on Butler's side. But my guess is this Butler versus Towns rift boils down to personal issues which may never be leaked, because if Butler's going to be pissed off at anyone... Common sense says he should obviously be pissed off at Andrew Wiggins. All right. And yeah, now he all goes of, to... Oh, yeah. Go, go ahead, Sean. No, 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 no. no. He, there's more to the email? Yeah, there's a lot more. Awesome. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, that, that all makes sense. Like, it, it's definitely in Jimmy Butler's interest to not get traded. But that seems like it has become impossible. It seems like Carl's, Carl Anthony Towns forced his hand. Yeah, because otherwise Jimmy Butler would have just requested a trade explicitly in June or July. Right. All right, so here's Andrew goes on to say, if I were in charge of the Timberwolves, I would trade Jimmy Butler because why on earth would anyone except Tom Dibido want to sign a 30-year-old Jimmy Butler to a five-year $190 <laughs> million dollar extension? Especially considering the reality that he doesn't get along with Towns, and Towns should eventually evolve into the number one offensive option anyway. If Butler demands a trade, it's actually a blessing in disguise. My favorite trade idea is Jimmy Butler to Denver for Gary Harris. I'd also fire Tibbs and hire an offensively innovative coach to get the most out of Towns. There's one more part here, but do you want to yeah. talk about the Gary Harris for Butler trade? Um, Yeah, uh, it... It actually seems like it makes a bunch of sense. Like that's exactly the kind of guy that they should be get is a uh, a guy not only that is young and has some potential, but is already signed because Minnesota is going to screw up 
any kind of like contract or sign. Like you want somebody that already had a contract not negotiated by Glenn Taylor right. and, uh, you know, figure it out. Also, my um, problem with Gary Harris is he doesn't really fit the Nuggets time. Like, I mean, the Butler doesn't really fit the Nuggets timeline either. The Nuggets and the Timberwolves are on effectively similar timelines. Yeah, and it kind of just depends on, like, how much urgency you feel. It seems like the Nuggets are willing to just sort of wait and let Jamal Murray and Gary Harris and Jokic just kind of grow together, whereas the Timberwolves seem like they are more interested in competing right away. But, I mean, that's – I mean, Jimmy Butler would certainly help Denver, who had a terrible defense – and, you know, he'd, I, he'd play the th- – oh, I guess he'd play, you know, two he'd or three, three, whatever, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah it's right. uh, So let's go uh, to uh, his prediction yeah. about what will actually happen under Tibbs. Are you yes, ready here? Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. Uh, what will actually happen under Tibbs? Since Tibbs is an emotional sociopath – he will ignore any and all chemistry between Butler Towns and make a guttural old man claims in interviews like, you don't have to like each other to play basketball with each other, and winning takes care of everything. Jimmy will leave in free agency and leave a trail of wreckage behind in Minnesota. Towns will be permanently jilted and scarred. Let's just hope it's an entertaining soap opera if Butler spends the entire 18-19 season in Minnesota. Now, wow. the, the reason I liked the back half of that email, first off, thank uh, you, Drew, in Minneapolis. Uh, that was great. Uh, it was really a good email. It, and again, listeners, if you email us, we'll read them. Um, <laughs> I love the fatalism of that of that conclusion, too. It's like that shows he was he wasn't a fake Timberwolves fan. That's how we could tell. Well, and what I liked about it is he called Tibbs on what Tibbs was trying to do yesterday, <laughs> and it immediately flamed, went up in his face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, his owner cut his legs out from him. That's uh, You can't do anything with the Timberwolves because a doddering 84-year-old man who is actively terrible at running a basketball team and a known cheater. Um, like, he... He just just outright cheated. Like if someone had done, if a player had done the kind of chicanery he did with that Joe Smith deal, it would be in like the first paragraph of everything ever written about him. And somehow Glenn Taylor like skated on that one. Um, here's the thing I wanted to bring up about Jimmy Butler though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I generally would have leaned more towards Jimmy Butler's side here. But I heard a story about what he did to Ricky Rubio earlier in the season, and now I want to get Jimmy Butler out of the league. <laughs> what did he do to, to Ricky Rubio? Uh, he told security at the Wolves' uh, home game, their first home game against the Jazz, not to let Ricky Rubio into the into his locker room. Oh, he said, Christ. I don't want Ricky, Ricky in my locker room saying hi to guys. See, that's just stupid. Also, why you – how you could <sighs> – you don't ban Ricky Rubio from anything. Ricky Rubio should have diplomatic immunity across the country. He should be able to go wherever he wants, commit whatever crimes. Ricky Rubio is a treasure that should be treated as such. Yeah, what a jerk. But uh, again, I think I really think that Jimmy Butler is not engineering this and that this trade demand is like – it is a defensive move, not an offensive move. One hundred percent. I just mean like, you know, if you're Carl Anthony Towns, not only did this guy cheat on, uh, possibly sleep with your girlfriend, but he also banned you from seeing Ricky Rubio. Yeah, that's get out of my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I guess, I guess, if Jimmy Butler really did uh, sleep with Cat's girl, which I'm actually in, normally with these things, I'm like, whatever. This one I'm inclined to believe. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, if if Jimmy Butler go ends up going to Brooklyn, the Knicks, or the Clippers, isn't that really good revenge by Carl Anthony Towns? <laughs> <laughs> like it, it'll it'll be the most emphatic thing he's done as a pro. Like that's that's an ultimate dunk. 
Um, and do you think Lee Jenkins has started his Jimmy Butler's journey article yet for Clippers.com? <laughs> I don't know, Sean. What uh, if they put? What if they put? Only hope. <laughs> what if they put Jimmy onto that Blake Griffin T-shirt with Nelson Mandela? And uh, Malcolm X. I want one of those t-shirts so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. If you have access to one of those t-shirts, my God, let us know. Um, okay, so I was – let's just quickly go through people's social media reactions. Um, Ricky Rubio posted an emoji. Mm-hmm, of course. Of course. He is an emoji. Uh, Lori Markman posted a throwback Thursday picture of himself wearing a T-Wolf's cap uh, minutes before he was traded really to Chicago. Funny. That's really, really funny. Really funny move. And then Andrew Wiggins and his brother, uh, Nick Wiggins, who is Nick Wiggins, uh, decided to start a social media war with Steven Jackson. Yeah, I – look, I'm with Steven Jackson. I'm, you know, I'm a ride-or-die stackjack man. Uh, but this one to me was like – Jimmy Butler must have been really bad if the Wiggins were so openly like, get the fuck out of here, man. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm, I've said this before. You, I just am not going to trust a Canadian named Drew it's funny. to be, you know, effective. Um, but yeah, I don't really want to get into the Wiggins Jackson stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, other already... people have other people have covered. It's this also one. kind of old at this point. Um... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing that Jimmy Butler said: uh, you can't run down a dynasty like Golden State when two of the so-called dogs in your pack are kittens. And uh, pretty good cat pun. Wow, I thought he was burning Jeff Teague. And. Uh... <laughs> Also, he kind of called them pussies, I would how say. That's the think, other thing. How do you think Jeff Teague is feeling about this, actually? Because didn't he sign there to play with Jimmy Butler, basically? like I think he might have just signed there for uh, the most money anyone was offering <laughs> Jeff Teague. Like, that seemed like a lot of money even at the time. Like, okay, uh, but actually, where is Taj Gibson in all of this, actually? Because he's probably the actual leader of that locker room, right? Uh, he's mad. He's not happy. I was, uh, let me find the Taj Gibson thing here real quickly. Uh, from our friends at The Athletic. Um, Taj, hold on. Uh, so at one point today, apparently Thibodeau was telling Todd Gibson, like, Hey, we've been through, we've been through tougher times together. We've been, we've been through it on the bulls. And Todd Gibson just like raised his eyebrows and looked at him. He says, his quote is when I talk to Tibbs, he always tells me this is nothing. And we've been through worse situations than this in Chicago. I kind of glanced at him with a smile. It's weird. It's really hard to explain. It's a weird feeling right before training camp. He's like. Because he's he's Team Tibbs, and he likes Jimmy Butler, but he's also like, this dude is gone, and our team is screwed. Yeah. Also, back to Steven Jackson real quick. I don't know if anyone ever pointed this out, but it just occurred to me. Like, of course Steven Jackson is siding with someone who demands a trade the day before media day. Because you know what happened? Oh, you know who yeah. else did that? Steven fucking Jackson. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, Steven Jackson. Uh, yeah, like Steven Jackson, really cool guy that you didn't always really want on your basketball team. I mean, I love him. He's the best. Anyway. He's like, great. Really good guy, I think, too. I'm I'm Team Stack Jack. Uh, what, what would you trade Jimmy Butler for, Sean? I mean, it's, like, so hypothetical at this point. The problem is that the teams on his list do not make good trading partners. Like, uh, I, I I don't see how trades with the Nets or Knicks work in any way. I mean, I could see the Knicks working. But the Knicks are actually being smart and are not claiming not even trying. They're not even trying to trade him. Uh, trade for him because they're like we can just sign him next year whatever we don't want to give up Frank 
Well, also, I'm sure it's appealing to be able to get Jimmy Butler for $140 million instead of $190 million because the back end of that contract isn't going to be good. Because he's he's 30. He already misses 15 games a year. He's led the league in minutes. You know, he had knee surgery at the end of the year last year. He's still rehabbing. He's not healthy yet. Well, he had hand surgery, too. Yeah. So and he's he's aged in Tibbs years. That's that's kind of OK for a big man, maybe. But like, I just, you know, he's still really good. You should still sign him to that deal because the scarcity there's, you know, how many guys are like as good as Jimmy Butler for the next two or three years? 15, 20? Yeah, that, it might even be higher. I mean, less, thank, frankly. Like, he, you know, healthy Jimmy Butler might honestly be, like, a top 12 NBA player. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and that's why, I mean, I get why Tibbs doesn't want to get rid of him, because how are you going to get equivalent value? Now, granted, they've only had a week, so... Uh, rumor is the Heat are the ones who are making the hard, the biggest push to get him. Well, and I think that one makes – they don't have any first-round picks, but I would say something like Bam, Josh Richardson, and then pick – well, I mean, I guess Whiteside is the appealing guy because his contract expires after the year. Does his contract expire after the I year? I think he might have a player option, dude. Yeah, that – then I can't – I, I mean, but uh, but the guy, it, like like somebody like Josh Richardson and Bam Adebayo, that's the right combination of young guys who, uh, you can play, you know. I think you'd want Justice Winslow too, though, but you don't have the leverage. Well, you have to match the money too, right? But I guess I guess. Well, the rumor is the Kings are telling every team, "Hey, we'll take any bad salary for a pick." Oh, yeah, Whiteside has a player option. No, thank you. Yeah, apparently the Kings are doing a smart thing for once in their damn franchise history. And Uh, not, what's that? They're calling every team and saying, like, you can use our cap space if you give us a pick for any of these trades. Like, we'll take Gorgie Dang for sure. You know, I think the Sacramento Kings, unfortunately, have maybe made some enemies this (laughs) offseason. So, uh, given that there's two guys who reneged on their deals to other teams that ended up with the Kings, so we'll get into that more in the Western preview, but uh, they they seem like they might be villains. All right, we've gone 40 minutes. Let's blow I'm sorry. This. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, uh, Mark anyway, Cuban's a yeah, bad yeah. person. That's our next story. Uh, yeah. Fuck Mark Cuban. He didn't get enough. Punishment. Yeah, he donated $10 million, and they said he wasn't, like, involved enough. But, look, the NBA has done what they're going to do. It's time for Shark Tank to fire him. <laughs> fire him. Come on, Mark Burnett. Like, get some goodwill for once in your goddamn life. Stand up to sexual assault. Fire Mark Cuban from Shark Tank. Uh, yeah. Any- also, yeah. don't idolize billionaires, fucking idiots. Yeah. Um. All billionaires are bad, except for Marcus Lemonis, the prophet. CNBC's the prophet. <laughs> He's the only good billionaire. Um, yeah. And, oh, of course, George Soros, who is paying me to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone Thank else? Thank you, George Soros. So we'll be back later this week with another division preview, but we just wanted to talk about Media Day was yesterday, and, and uh, we just wanted to talk about some things we saw. Mm-hmm. Um. Sean, what did you see on Media Day that you want to talk about? Uh, well, first of all, uh, I, the quote of Media Day, I believe, goes to um, political political hero and uh, NBA dork Ennis Cantor mm-hmm. said at Nick's Media Day, when I think about the playoffs, my nipples get hard, which is very funny. Good job, Ennis Cantor. Also kind of gross to imagine uh Ennis Kenner's nipples which I imagine to be like enormous yeah I don't know why very big um also gonna be real soft this season in New York (laughs) (laughs) uh but good job Ennis um also another player whose nipples are gonna be pretty soft Tony Parker 
who told his new teammates in Charlotte, don't mess with my playoff streak, guys. 17 in a row. Uh, That is also uh, the number of relationships he has ruined with his philandering. 17 (laughs) in a row. (laughs) 17, also what he believes the age of consent is. In America, um, so before we get to your next media day thing, yeah, can yeah, I yeah, talk about something I want to stop with media day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't ever want to see another player pretending to dunk on a hoop that isn't there. <laughs> oh man, it's my least favorite thing about media day. They never look good. I can't imagine. Can you imagine being a player and having to do that, where they like give you a ball and they're like. Now jump in the air and act like you're dunking. <laughs> oh like, God. you must feel... Honestly, NBA players, <laughs> I think part of the reason they get paid so much money is because uh, local sports nets make them do that every year. It's uh, for the embarrassment <laughs> of pretending to dunk on a hoop that isn't there. Yeah, these these photos are... I just love also that everything's now, uh, like, green-screened, basically, mm-hmm. just so you can put in any background. And uh, I I just love green-screen stuff with no stuff in the background. <laughs> like, yeah. like, just people acting and uh, the fake dunking, though. It's the worst. Yeah. Um, well, and I saw a really funny picture of Sean Livingston, and he was pretending to do a finger roll. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about with media day is did you see who took LeBron James's locker Sean oh yes Uh, one of the NBA's greatest podcasters Mm -hmm. uh, a a true son of Portland without actually having lived in Portland all that long Mr. Channing Fry Uh, perfect person to put there actually honestly like Mm -hmm. A lot of times, I think teams screw that up, and um, like they did, like they didn't give it to Colin Sexton, right? Like at least they didn't give it to Sam Decker. That would have been incredible. <laughs> at least with Colin, at least with Channing Fry, you're getting a like a veteran guy who's fun to be around. Yeah, and yeah. Who also won't care that it's LeBron James's locker because he's like, it's a locker, bro. Uh huh. Uh, anything else you saw you wanted to talk about? Uh, I love that Andre Drummond now has the green light to shoot three pointers. <laughs> Currently five for thirty, which is better than I thought he was from three. He says he takes a thousand threes every day. Seems like a lot. Didn't Ray and, Allen only and, take like five hundred? Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty incredible. He just needs to start eating dinner at the exact same time. It has to be a chicken dinner at the exact same time every day. Uh, he also uh, has to mention the time he dunked on his dad. Any chance he gets. Yeah, um, you know what's really weird? Uh, Ray Allen led the 2000 Olympic team in blocks. You were talking about that, yes. He has, a, and it's a lot of blocks too. He like really blocked a lot of shots. It's sort of. It's just weird the perception of Ray Allen that we have because he played forever and he's such a good three-point shooter. But, like, he had about ten years of dunking on people a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Yeah, so I guess Andre Drummond's going to be taking with threes. And uh, the Detroit bloggers who were writing about it were like, well, he literally only has to hit 29% of his threes to be more efficient than posting up because he's <laughs> terrible at posting up. It's like maybe maybe he just needs to give Blake the block all by himself. Um, I do think the Pistons – well, we'll get to that. but We'll get uh, to that on our next episode later this week. Yeah. But, uh, this uh, is just a news podcast. We'll do our central division later this week. Yeah. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about, my favorite media day story yesterday uh-huh. is um, DeAndre Ayton, Sean. Uh, oh. I am not high on his media day performance yesterday. <laughs> it does not make me feel good about what he's about his ceiling. I got to say the first thing he said when he got to the podium at media day was, do I have to do this next year? Yeah, you do. It's... Yeah. This is, this is your job. 
did you see your teammates out here? Because your team does have three rookies, but uh, no, four actually. But uh, yeah, Trevor Ariza's there. <laughs> he, he was in the NBA before you were born. As was Tyson Chandler. Got to go to media day, dude. Uh, also, I thought LeBron sucked at media day. That's the other thing I want to say. He, I mean, he looked fine in the uniform or whatever, but uh-huh. he did not seem jazzed to be on the Lakers, honestly. Uh, no, he, he, well, I love that he posed with the sort of, uh, the, what are, are people, what is people's, if they, we have a default name for the weird bench that the Lakers have. Well, he gave them a terrible name. It, we called him Mud? Yeah, which stand for, hold on, what? Ron Mud. It's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so he named Rondo, Beasley, JaVale, and Lance Stevenson Mud, which stands for Misunderstood, Underappreciated, Determined. I would say that some of those words do apply to some of those guys, but not <laughs> all three. And certainly not all three to the whole group. Who's the most determined member of MUD? Uh, like Rondo sometimes, <laughs> I guess. All right, who's the most underappreciated member of MUD? JaVale McGee. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, I, also Jav- think, Jav- I also think Beasley is kind of underappreciated, frankly. Yeah, I mean, he, He's good I, I at think... the thing he does, which is score a lot off the bench. Once I started playing him at power forward, it made much more sense, too. Yeah. And uh, then finally, who's the Well, most... he also he, – we should also appreciate that extra percentage of brain that he uses. It's true. But, yeah, JaVale, JaVale also, just to defend JaVale more, having, like, two really defined NBA skills is better than being subpar at a lot of things. And, like, yes. It's fine that JaVale is terrible at some things because what he does do on offense, he's really, really good at. Uh, and then finally, Sean, who's the most misunderstood? God, of those guys? I feel like Lance Stevenson and Rajon Rondo are correctly understood. See, I They're think like, it's uh, Lance because oh, yeah? NBA Twitter t- treats him like he's like a fun hero guy when really uh-huh. he's like a super bad person. Well, and I think he's, like, an unpleasant teammate, too, because Indiana basically had him for free, and they were just like, yeah, we've we've had enough of this. Twice. They've done that twice. But yeah, we'd rather have uh, Doug McDermott playing your minutes, Lance. But, yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's misunderstood in a way LeBron did not mean in, exactly. that, <laughs> in that we have not learned about a lot of his crimes because he's been protected by Larry Bird. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I completely agree with that. And then finally, do you want to talk about how uh uh Evan Fournier essentially signed his own death warrant at me yeah, today? He, <laughs> he uh he just basically showed pictures of his apparently restored hairline. I the problem is I didn't really realize that Evan Fournier had been balding. He's had terrible hair his entire career. I it's just it's masked by being on the Orlando Magic. Like like when you're playing alongside Alfred Payton, everyone's like, eh, his hair's fine. Uh, but now he has a really great looking defined hairline, uh, which probably had some professional help. And he he he, he offered tweeted out <laughs> close ups of it. And said, Media Day 2018, waving emoji, at King James, hit me up, bro. And uh, that's hilarious. And uh, really making fun funny. of LeBron's baldness is always going to be funny. It, it's never going to stop. No, it's always, uh, it's always great. Yeah. And uh, so, but I do think that uh he is he is probably in trouble when they play the Lakers. <laughs> like LeBron will go out of his way to embarrass him. Uh unfortunately I feel like Jonathan Isaacs and Mo Bamba might unfortunately bear the brunt of this through no fault of their own. Um Aaron Gordon probably won't as much because I think 
he's probably still thinking he could have a role in Space Jam as well. Uh, by the way, Space Jam 2, um, it's really fun to talk about, undoubtedly will be terrible. Like, like no doubt it will be awful. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, and Kobe fans are going to start defacing those posters once they start going up. All right, Sean, that's our news episode. Uh, anything you want to plug? Um... Uh, come to the business on Monday nights. LeBron James specifically. Come yeah, to LeBron, the here's the thing. He's getting into entertainment. He was at He's... a comedy show last mm-hmm. week. It's time for LeBron. Look, any Monday you want, we can give you, depending on the lineup, between, look, at least five minutes, as much as eight minutes. And uh, if you go in advance for our booker, probably get you 10 but definitely a guaranteed five you can't minutes guarantee any... lebron 15 minutes no we have a we have a great show like i mean maybe if he sends us a tape but if he's a drop-in if he wants to book in advance yeah we can you know yeah, what uh, if he's making a tape sean yeah if he's making a tape like that's a special exception if he's trying to do late night or something uh he's got a just for laughs set or uh you know, what if he's got like one of those Netflix mini specials that he's trying to tape, like he's a fifteen? Trying to get minutes. you on. He's trying to get on comedy by Blake. Yeah, obviously those those things are exceptions, but just random Monday night unannounced drop in, probably only five to seven minutes available for LeBron. I'm sorry, we're a professional show. It's not an open mic. You know, if he if he wants to know some of the good open mics, I would say he can probably get more time if he does them uh, like in the Valley. But I think he's going to be on the west side, so like he could he could do some of those shows. Uh, but it's every Monday night at Little Joy at nine o'clock. Uh, and oh, and I would get LeBron drink tickets. They have red wine at the bar. I know he loves red wine. Um, and we can also probably, uh, if he wants to take his recovery van to the show, he can park in front of the taco truck outside. They would probably be really thrilled. Uh, and you know, I'll buy I'll buy him whatever he wants at the taco truck too. But also uh, two to three drink tickets. They're each good for, you know, like a house red. It's pretty good. And LeBron does not have to bring people, but it would be cool if he did. Uh, And also if he posted about it on social media, that would be cool. But again, not a requirement. So, yeah, any Monday you want, LeBron. Five to seven minutes, two to three drink tickets, uh, and like a couple of tacos, I guess. All right, and then as for me, I will be on uh, Locked on Raptors later this week uh, with former guest Sean Woodley. Um, Should be fun. I'm going to be giving Raptors fans uh, um, advice on what it's like to go from rooting for a horrible losing team to a winning team. Um, And then, as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where two days ago I tweeted, I want to go to the at Phoenix Zoo. I mean, it's probably the good zoo, but kind of a hot climate for zoos, I got to say. Yeah, go to the zoo, man. Yeah. But also, of course, a friend of Joe Arpaio is like a fan of animal <laughs> cruelty. Oh my God! Yeah, all the all the misbehaving animals have to wear pink outfits. <laughs> um, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down. Let's go you fix I mean? our hairline. See what we gonna do? Gonna pull up on the nigga. I'ma serve him. You feel me? And I got a kid. Goes. I got moves. I buzz. I lower the motherfucker. Sit. I ain't got time to be talking to the nigga. Hey, you feel me? We can chop it up in the club or something, my nigga. Right now, I'm about the money, you know what I mean? I like to make my play fat, nigga, in the herd. I move like a president, nigga. I may play like Ricky Rubio, nigga. I was in the booth, grinding in the studio. He wanna beg, I told him, meet me at the stop and go. No time for talking, here's the work, like trying to do this, folks. I make a play so fast, you call me Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Make them play so fast, you call me Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio. The way I make them plays, you call me Ricky Rubio. I make a play like Ricky Rubio, but no. I'm like a fat boy, posted with a bomb of cookies. Soon as them cars come, I'm running. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.